I am. I am. I am swinging from a seven-story window, throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell. It's a stunning the legs I'll go to convince the whole damn world I don't need anybody's help. Yeah, I am waving while I drive. Don't bother swimming out to save me. I will only drag you down. I'll try to use your body as a life raft. 'Cause if there's room enough for one, there must be room enough for two. I'll sail and ship you into the sunset, sipping on savory waters till my liver turns blue. Yes, everybody, it is me, your wonderful host for the evening, Matt Wright. Uh, on this week's episode of The Writer's Block. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, thank you all so much for tuning in on this fine and fabulous uh, Thursday evening. There are a lot of things that one can do on a Thursday night, and I love each and every one of you that choose to spend it with me. Um, first and foremost, allow me to thank who, whoever discovered Kava for tonight's kava um because without you i would not have my shtick so thank you to whoever discovered kava uh those are funny stories too if anybody ever wants to hear them i might tell them one day on the show but um thank you and uh bula vinaka to you and to the people who discovered kava ah great show tonight really excited about it um uh, thank you to the Narcissist Cookbook, who allows me to use his music at the beginning and end of every episode of The Writer's Block. Uh, if you are a fan of that song, it's called The Good Ship You by the Narcissist Cookbook. It's on his album Moth, and I believe he has another album coming out soon, and I'm very excited about it. Great guy. Um, weird way that he and I ended up uh, getting to know each other. But um, check out his music. You can find him uh, pretty much everywhere, and you can support him on Patreon. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by the wonderful and fantastic people at the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus. If you want to become a member of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, all you have to do is go to muddiedwatersmedia.com store and pick yourself up a button. 
a nice Waffle House Caucus button. Uh, if you want to become a voting member, pick up a shirt. This episode is brought to you by the Gravy King. Also, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. It is the high-end bag and accessories consignment store that you have been waiting for. They carry the hottest brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. Um, And you can consign with them for 30%, which is 20% less than consignment stores, or so I'm told. Um, You can find them online at FierceLuxuryByAshley.com and on Facebook in their exclusive group, their secret group, their their very secret group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Uh, This episode is brought to you by The Royal Green by Jack Casey. Uh, Jack Casey claims uh, that he has another book coming out this summer, but summer is almost over. He also was saying the other day that he was going to be, uh, he's editing it down to make sure that it's 420 pages um, because he's a libertarian. Um, so we may never see this book. I don't believe it exists. We Time will tell. You can pick up The Royal Green or in Silver Throne at theroyalgreen.com. And if you do, let me know how it is because I also refuse to read it. This episode is brought to you by the wonderful and fantastic people at Cumberland Cannabis Co. Uh, they are, look, Tennessee perfected whiskey. So one can only imagine that they did the same thing for weed. Um, The wonderful people at Cumberland Cannabis Co. are uh, proud of the fact that their product is viable, ethical, and effective. And their shop is very nice. I was there just a few weeks ago. Um, So go to CumberlandCannabisCo.com and pick up your weed today. Your Tennessee weed. Uh, This episode is brought to you by Adderpan. Do you want to have the crap scared out of you for only five bucks? Adderpan is the game for you. Adderpan uh, is a first-person five-night style game featuring creepy characters like that doll, who I'm guessing is Dolly, um, and lots and lots of jump scares, or as Spike calls them, anxiety attacks. Uh, You get to run through a school trying to protect the school i think i'm not 100 percent sure if it's a public school or a private school if it's private school i get trying to protect it if it's public school well you know um expansions are already in progress by the developer and will be available for free as they are released it is currently available for windows and you can find adderpan and upcoming expansions on steam for five bucks skip starbucks tomorrow buy adderpan this episode is brought to you by thomas quita Thomas Quita, or how they say quitter in Australia. Uh, Thomas Quitter is currently running for state Senate in the 52nd district in New York. Um, so go to Tom452.com. That's T-O-M-F-O-R-52.com slash F-T-G to join the meme contest, pick up all the merch that you want. And uh, he's using the slogan now, there's no quit in Quitter. But that's obviously a lie because it's literally the first four letters of that word. There is a quit in Queter. It's the first four letters of your name, Tom. Uh, But he does run better than Albany. So vote for Tom, Tom for 52.com. And of course, this episode is brought to you by Joe Soloski for Pennsylvania governor. Joe Soloski is a wonderful person and the voice of the muddied waters of freedom. And he 
could become the first libertarian governor in history. So if you live in the Pennsylvania region of these United States, vote for Joe Soloski for governor. He is the key to Pennsylvania's success. So again, thank you all so much for being here tonight. I, I am very excited that you all are here. I'm very excited to have my guest on tonight. Um, my guest tonight is Kevin Kahn. He currently serves as the political director of the Libertarian Party of Ohio, as well as the county chair for Hamilton County Libertarian Party. And in addition, he ran for uh, Congress in the first district of Ohio. Uh, and plus, we have so much more other things to talk about other than that, and I'm very excited about all of them. So please, everybody, welcome with me the wonderful, the fantastic, the amazing Mr. Kevin Kahn. Thanks for having me on. No, absolutely. I'm, I'm, ex I'm excited to be here. You're good. I'm, I am excited to have you here. Um, so welcome, uh, obviously. Thank you, thank you for taking the time on a Thursday night because, again, a lot of things you can do on a Thursday night and you choose to spend it with me, which I understand. Fantastic. <laughs> so, uh, Kevin, um, I uh, like to start off all of my shows because 98% of the people that I have on my shows are libertarian. Um, so how is it, because I ask everybody how they became a libertarian, but from what I understand... You have a very interesting story on how you found yourself in the band of misfits and ne'er-do-wells that's known as the Libertarian Party. My road to liberty, huh? Yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's uh, probably not unlike a lot of people uh, finding their way to the Libertarian Party or liberty as far as having a negative interaction with the federal government. Um, but it was it was unexpected. I uh, I am uh, 52 years old. I was not a political person. Uh, I don't think um, I probably voted in some presidential elections. I never voted in a primary. Um, I uh, I'm a business owner and I travel a lot and usually out of the country more than I'm in. I never really. Uh, spent the time to get mail-in ballots when I wasn't going to be here. It just wasn't an issue. Um, and uh, so my wife is an immigrant. Um, she's Mongolian. And we have uh, a daughter that was that was born in Mongolia and um, in 2018. And, you know, when, once uh, she was born, I went, did all the paperwork at the embassy there. And it was surprisingly very expeditious got a passport in two weeks and and off we we went and we you know i did my business and then uh we came here and uh we're here for a bit and then in the summer times we go back there so um you know we could spend time with my wife's family and um in 2019 um so my so my daughter would have been a year and a half then we are coming back from asia and it wasn't it wasn't our first trip here. So she's got a passport and she's got stamps in it showing that she's been around and she's been there and she's been here. Um, and we are flying and land in uh, a West Coast airport. It was I think it was San Francisco. Okay. And you know when we were overseas, if you know, we, in uh, in 2019, we we see we see some news coverage. We see the the uh, you know the kids in cages at the southern border and what's going on and. And uh, well, anyway, we get back here and we're going through customs and, and immigration. 
and uh, the guy who's supposed to check us in and 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 stamp our passports kind of was challenging the veracity of the documents that they gave me to use to prove who we were right um and you know it was it was a it was a you know let me get my manager let me get my supervisor uh because some things don't didn't make sense and um you know it first of all it was scary as hell going through my mind thinking that you know a guy who knows my name only because he read it off of a passport right and i know his last name because i could see it on his tag and i know that this guy is thinking that uh if if it came down to it he could choose to separate my child from my wife and I. right no absolutely like he could just say no and, i don't believe this and and i'm thinking you know something calamitous could really happen because some stranger is having a bad day or has misinformation or, you know, something went wrong. And, um, you know, it, it just kind of clicked that we, we shouldn't be in a, in a situation where this could happen ever, ever. Right. Um, and, you know, thankfully nothing did. Well, you know, what I would have hoped would have happened was we get there and they check the the paperwork and they say you know san francisco your final stop and say no it's cincinnati you know have a great rest of your trip right. that's do, not do you I have mean. anything to declare no. yeah right um yeah i'm tired it's been a say you know 18 right. hour flight right i'm exhausted I, i'm really tired um, and a little hungry yeah. but uh so yeah so we you know we finished we finished the trip and and i thought about it and um i contacted the folks at, at uh, the Libertarian Party of Ohio um, at the headquarters in Columbus. Uh, again, this was, you know, this was middle of August. And I said, hey, I'm, I'm up for doing something. You know, what do you, what do you need? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy to run. If you want it local, that's fine. You know, tell me, tell me what you need. And I think a couple of weeks later, they came back and uh, they said, we'd really, how do you feel about running for Congress? We'd, we'd really like you to run for Congress because in Ohio, uh, people register their party based on the primary they vote in. And if you run as a libertarian, you would cover the largest geographical area possible um, in Ohio for us to, uh, you know, have people that have the, the selection of libertarians. So I said, yeah, sure. No, no problem. I'll do that. Um, like I said, I, I'm a business owner. I, I kind of set my schedule. I wasn't expecting it to be a super involved campaign, right. <laughs> um, but I, you know, but I was, I was willing to, I was willing, I was willing to do it. It was fine. You know, it's, it, it made a lot of sense and, and the issues were important, you know, and then, um, COVID hits and I'm not allowed to do my business traveling anymore. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck. So it's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go all in on this and spend some time and, and, uh, you know, see what type of impression and dent I could make in the area and, um, and, and bring other people to Liberty because, uh, you know, I found that, you know, after, after the joy that I get from, um, you know, experiences with my, with my family and managing my business, which thankfully hasn't been, 
that much of a challenge, even though I haven't been to my office in over a year because I can't fly there. Um, helping people find their path to liberty is, is a fantastic feeling. I, yeah, so I, I, have, I understand uh, that. I have, I have stayed, stayed the course and, and done that. And I, you know, I had, uh, I met some fantastic people, some great people here in Ohio that I, I love spending time with and, uh, you know, and off we go, here we are. Right. So, we're, so, we're... so that, that started, that started in 2019 was when you were flying back. It, yeah, it was, it, we were coming back August, 2019 and I had to be, uh, get my paperwork uh, certified to the ballot um, in December. So there was a, there was about a, a four month. So you went from being like a, like not apolitical, but just not involved politically voting once every four years, kind of a thing to you held me up coming back with my family through customs. And now I'm here and I'm ready to burn it all down. Yep. In four months, like four months later, you're like, Nope, I'm running. And this is what I'm going to do. And then on top of it, the government said, oh, besides, uh, you're not going to be able to run your business for the next 18 months because of this pandemic. And so you were just like, give me the match. Give me you. You now give me the fuel. <laughs> just give me the match and I will do this. And you uh, and you ended up running for Congress in Ohio. Um, that's yeah. that is unbelievable. Just the quick turnaround that you had on that. Um but the fact that what you've decided to do afterwards is decide to uh, continue pushing the message of liberty and bringing people into the liberty movement uh, is admirable. I know many people that run, and then you kind of never hear from them again. They run, they don't win, um, and then they're just kind of gone. They're just yeah, out there I, in I, the ether somewhere. I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know the demographics of your of your audience, um, but I'm guessing that a lot of people who uh, are regular watchers are activists of some type. Yeah, and for the most so part. It is it is if if you don't manage your time correctly, it is easy to burn out. So, um, you know, after the campaign, I took an, you know a month off where I did nothing political um and then uh, you know and it was planned and people knew that this was going to happen and then uh came you know come around new year's uh it was time to you know get get some things started again i had uh, i made like i had mentioned made some really good friends here in southwest ohio and this election cycle a couple of of uh the local hamilton county libertarians are running for office um Mike Maines is a sitting city council member in the city of Harrison who is running for re-election. Uh, we lost ballot access, so he got stripped of his L and is running as an independent, and he has a, a running mate, Joe Combs. So, you know, I've been meeting with them, and, and uh, I thought, uh, even though I've only done this once, I do have experience. I know that if I ran again, I would do better than I did the first time, and... Um, the Libertarian Party of Ohio has just about every one of its directorships open. Uh, the political director, the position is is basically the the cat herder, right? Who deals with the candidates and the questions and how do I do this? Right. And, 
And so, you know, I, I put my hand up. I said, I, I've, I've got experience I'm willing to share. I know a lot of the, the people. Um, you can give me a title. You don't have to give me a title. If there's somebody else who wants it, that's great. And I will pitch in where I can. Um, but, you know, you, you said 98% of your guests are libertarians. So they probably know that once you put your hand up, you're it. You're it. So I, right. So I, I became it and, and, uh, and started going down that path, working with the, the folks who right. were looking for help on how to, you know, how to get to office here. So I've been uh, active in the Libertarian Party uh, on and off since 2013. Yeah, 2013. And um, like when I first moved down here to Florida, uh, I started working on a Libertarian campaign for Congress. Uh, it was a special election and I started going... Uh, I started going immediately. Um, I started going immediately and like, I was just like, I'm going to help this guy win. I want to see the first libertarian person in Congress. And I was working on his campaign. If they needed anything, I was there. Um, he lost a special magnificently, like just, it it was brutal. Um, and then he immediately started running again for the next year's election in 2014. Uh, cause the special was in, I believe the special was in January. Uh, it was in January or February. And then the next election was in November. So he just started running immediately again. And on that campaign, I was like, so I started with his campaign in like December and we just went that entire year, just going as hard as we could knocking on every door that we could making all of the phone calls that we had to make. And uh, then after that, I became the vice chair of my county, and then I was in charge of helping um, set up all of the events. And I was I was just libertarian, 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 libertarian. And then I got a job, and I had to go to work. And then I was trying to do both, and it just burned me out so quickly yep. that I ended up having to. Um, I just had to. I, I had to take a break from something. And since the job paid my bills, I ended up taking a break from libertarian, uh, the libertarian party. But that was when I started this podcast and five years later, I'm doing, I'm still doing this. Um, because I found that in me personally, um, I found that spreading the message of Liberty is easier on this platform for me. Because I, I know when it's going to be. There's no surprises uh, outside of internet issues um, that everybody in the comments is telling me is going on. But, uh, <laughs> but other than that, like, this is the great way to be able to spread the message. So uh, are, you're planning on running again, I'm assuming? I have no plans to run okay. again at this time. Right. Um, I'm, not, I'm not ruling it out. I can say that the the number one thing i learned about being a candidate is that you can't do it without your spouse 100 percent buying into it yes. and she she did the first time around but you know as i mentioned we have we have a, a young one at home and um you know i don't think either of us are ready to to give a hundred percent of our time back to a campaign. I get it. So, so we will, we will see. And, and campaigning is not easy. I mean, I'm not just talking about, um, 
the 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 mechanisms of the door knocking and the phone calls it's, and the whatever i i mean i i kind of had it easy because we weren't allowed out right so right. my campaign was a was a a social media campaign with a few events that we were able to get in but it wasn't you know there wasn't that much outdoor activity going on um but you know from from people who don't even know you just the vile and right. vicious the, comments they make to try to put you down because they don't agree with you is crazy right the um, the the amount you really have to be thick-skinned you do and and uh which i am it was fine and it and 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 it's it kind of helped my patience because i you know i i'm not very patient with that and I'm, and i and i've been working on that and learned to be but you know, if I didn't, I would really have to think hard if, you know, if we're ready to be subjected to that, to, you know, that type of scrutiny and, and anger for no reason again, you know, it's just, it's nuts. Right. So I know that one of the things that you are working on, um, is you want to spread liberty to everybody, which I respect yep. and I understand, and that you want to see a libertarian president in your lifetime, which I would enjoy that because that would also be in my lifetime. Um, yep. So what is it that you are, what is it you're working on to help spread that message now? Yeah. So in, in addition to, um, to working with the candidates here in Ohio, um, I am joined the board. I was invited to join the board of a group called accountability. Now, Ohio, um, which is a, a nonprofit dedicated to one single issue, and that is eliminating qualified immunity in, in Ohio. And we are working to do it via a constitutional amendment to the state of Ohio constitution via a ballot measure. Because as of now, there is we don't have anybody sponsoring legislation in Ohio like other states have had um to eliminate qualified immunity so we, we are going to try to put it on the ballot for the voters to decide on and and i'm certain that everybody watching this show or listening to this show on your favorite podcasting app um is well aware of what qualified immunity is but um that is the the policy that allows police officers to get away with literally anything uh as yeah, long and if for I mean, for some clarification, there there are di different jurisdictions have addressed it d differently, and we are we are going for a full out elimination. So it's not just um, police officers, not just the the law. It's not. No, it's it's it, it's politicians. It's any government employee, right? It, it's it's politicians. Uh, I think it was a court case back in 1981, I believe, that included university presidents. Um, yeah, and it, and, it, and yes, it is. Uh, the reason that it has become such a hot button topic over the last year is because of police officers and uh, the police brutality that we were seeing across the country. Um, but so what is uh, what I, I totally blanked on the name of your <laughs> the name of your account, accountability now, accountability now. Thank you. Yeah, put the plug in. You can you can look at the website at accountabilitynowohio.com. Um, and so there are, there are five board members 
who 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 kind of administrate this. Uh, I shouldn't say administrate. We have some managers who administrate. Who who are the uh, representatives of the organization? And um, the other four are all um, relatives. I think three are mothers and one is an aunt of humans who were killed by oh, wow. police in, in, wow. an, in an unarmed state. You know, they, they, weren't, they weren't armed. And uh, you, it's, it's like, and, 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 and the, you know, these, these, these folks rightfully so would, would like their cases heard, opened or reopened. And, yeah. um, you know, investigations and, and, and justice, if it is warranted to be served and, and, you know, qualified immunity, it doesn't protect the police officer from any criminal investigation, but it does for uh, it basically eliminates the the possibility of a civil case, right? A civil suit. Um, so, so yeah, that's that. I was I was humbled that they asked me to join. Um, but that that's who we are. It's you know it's it's basically um, families who have the drive to see this through, plus you know, a member of the Libertarian Party, because this is this is one of our signature issues. This, um, I would say over the last over the last year, um, it is in the top three signature issues for the Libertarian Party. It, it could be yeah. number one over the last year, year and a half. Um, a couple others I felt were should be, but they they weren't. But I so I would say qualified immunity was probably the number one signature issue that all libertarians could coalesce behind. Um, yep. And like with your with the you were saying you were saying that it's family members and you know mothers of people who were uh, wronged by members of the government. And I was like, man, you could have just called it like mothers against qualified immunity and gone. Well, it, it you know, each, each of the board members do, does kind of have their own organization mm. that, um, has been publicizing the issue. Okay. Um, and it, and I wouldn't call it an alliance, but, but, you know, strength in numbers, um, and let's get all of our working power together and focus on just this one thing. And that, you know, that was the initial discussions that we had is what should we be doing? Because, you know, it, some, some wanted to make it an entire, you know, social justice thing and $15 an hour minimum wage and this and that. And, and, and you know, basically I said from, from the Libertarian Party point of view, you know, we want to deal with this one thing. Right. And I think that we would have better results um, if we focus on one thing and we can spend our time. In, and because this, this isn't easy. In reality, to get this on the ballot, we are going to need somewhere between around 800,000 signatures of that, that was Ohio. Yeah, that was, that was going to be my next question. Is uh, so I know that you're, like you said, you're you're trying to get it on the ballot for uh, the 2022 election. How how is that going so far? Like, do you know where your numbers are at? 
we're we're behind schedule. Um, so we we basically the process is we have a a legal team that wrote the what the amendment would would read like. Okay. Um, and we had to get a thousand signatures um, and submit it to the state attorney general for him to, you know, to uh, review the wording to make sure that it was fair and truthful. And, you know, there there was a lot for the, our attorneys to work with. There was uh, Congressman Amash's um, eliminate qualified immunity bill in Congress, and there were other states that had legislation that passed and we you know we we said we got the thousand signatures back in uh april we were done and we submitted it and 10 days later they said yeah these two words don't look correct revise it and resubmit it which means that we were again out collecting signatures right because you have to get a thousand each time again and when they say a thousand that means we have to get two thousand seventeen hundred right eighteen hundred something because they're um, going to try to so figure we, out a way not to let that ballot get on there. Right. Right. So we are in our second waiting period um, where we have submitted the revised wording. And I, I think that next week is the deadline when we hear if it is now fair and truthful um, and see where we are. But we have in the interim, you know, we're, we're scaling up. We've got a website. We just went on Instagram. We have a professional manager who is um contacting uh potential donors and partners who want to help with the with the effort uh, i want to you know give a, a big shout out to um americans for prosperity and there's a, a libertarian who lives in southeast ohio michael segrist who has been uh, phenomenal in pushing this effort they've provided activist training um for not only libertarians, anybody who wants anybody, to help. Right, anybody that wants to help. Yeah, I've, this, I've done some work with, with AFP and, in the past. Um, yeah, and, and, and you know, again, with the single issue, we, we would get feedback from potential partners were saying, oh, you know, AFP, you, we don't like some of the things that you guys push. Right. You know, and I think that Michael had the, you know, a great answer when he said that, you know, he, he, he said, uh, we can probably find a lot of things that we don't agree with, especially on the economic side. But there's no reason we can't agree on eliminating qualified immunity, right? So um, let let ju let's just get it done and and get out there. So we, you know we'll we'll see what happens, what the attorney general says in the next week or so. Yeah, and that's as far as going back really quick to uh, AFP. Like so, AFP. I started, I, I've done a little bit of work with some of the people from there. Um, never anything official with AFP, but yeah, there is a lot of things that we're not going to agree with, with the, with Americans for prosperity. And that should not preclude us from working with them. Just like there are a lot of things that, you know, progressive groups that we don't agree on, but that should not preclude us from working with them uh, on the issues that we do agree with them. Uh, yep. You don't have to agree with everybody 100% of the time in order to work with them. You just have to agree with them on that issue and then work with them on that issue. We're libertarians. We don't agree with ourselves. Right. Yeah, that's fair. Oh, like, right, right. You can't go to a libertarian uh, meeting without people arguing over the most mundane things. Yes. Um, so just figure out what you can work with these people on, work with them, and then you can move forward. You can say, yeah, yep. it was great working with you. 
I'll see you while we're battling against each other on gun rights or whatever. And whatever it is, whatever it is. Um, And I can't wait to work with you again on another issue in the future. Uh, It doesn't have to be an all or nothing thing with these people. Um, uh, Yeah. And, and, and yeah, I, I think, I think that when it is, you know, it's 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 because the duopoly has trained them very well in binary. Very well. Right. So that's 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 part of the job of of preaching liberty. Right. Right. Is that there is there is a third way and a fourth way and a fifth way. And there are lots of things that we can get accomplished without it being an us or them um, binary type of world. And. Um, and hopefully we can get people to buy into that you right. know, because it makes life much more exciting and enjoyable than to be limited to two choices. Right. And that is one of the, like, that's one of the things that I learned kind of early on in my activism career is so many people are like, Oh, I don't want to do that because you know, disagreements or whatever. And I was like, well, yeah, but we're not going to ever get anything done. If we're just hanging out with the same 50 people in this room, we're going to have to branch out to work with the other people. And that is also how we will spread our message is if we do that. Um, and that's how we came up with the idea of we would host, um, uh, candidate forums and bring all of the candidates that were running and then invite everybody to show up. So all of these people would be there, including, you know, you'd have the libertarian, you'd have the greens, you would have, and everybody would come to them because for the local elections, they weren't getting this opportunity anywhere else. People were just going, they were looking for an R or a D and that was it. So yep. they would come here to see what they were saying. And that was how they were learning about what the Libertarian Party was saying and what the Green Party was saying and what the Reform or Constitution Party or whatever else, you know, the Democratic Socialist Party, whatever they were saying too. And that way they could learn and be more... Um, educated when it came to uh doing their ballots um to everybody in the comments i don't i sorry sorry kevin uh to everybody in the comments i don't know why the audio is or sorry the video is freezing um everything on my end looks like it's going perfectly fine i will have to check things out after the show i am very sorry um apparently everybody can hear everything we're saying it's just the video keeps freezing so i don't understand why that's happening um but so uh one of our one of the comments did say uh uh, love accountability now blondie and andre are some of the best people so they and and they have been so before accountability now started um one of the one of the actually two of the members um Cynthia Brown and Marcella Bailey. Uh, Mar- Marcella lost her her son, uh, Kareem Ali Nadir Jones, and Cynthia is is her uh, is was his, is his aunt. Um, and we we met them last year at the during the Ohio State of Ohio convention where Spike was at. Right. Um, and I guess it was day two, and it was the afternoon, and it was like. You know, oh bylaws by bylaws meeting, and it was like, ah, uh, what else? What else can we do, <laughs> right? So like, oh, there's a protest downtown. Like, yeah, let's get out of here, right? right? So, 
probably 10, 10 of us kind of moseyed on, <laughs> moseyed on out to let other people figure out the rules of how things should be handled. And, uh, and, and made, Spike made the, the contact um, with a group called uh, Deescalate Ohio Now Heartbeat Movement, which, which was based around um, the, the killing of, of uh, Kareem Jones. And he was, he was the first person killed, caught on um, the video cam, the oh, police cam. The police, the body cams? Yeah, the body cam. And, and, you know, it's, I've, I've watched it. It's not for the faint of heart. And you can see where the hands were, you know, the, the police were covering it up at, at certain points. Right. And, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, you can, you could see it. It was a, it was a travesty of what happened. Absolutely. Um, and, and they are still waiting for their, their day in, in court or, you know, in justice, whatever, for that to be investigated. And so we're, we're out at this, at this rally and, and we're talking to these folks and, you know, they're, 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 uh, motivated activists, um, and they're not out there, you know, saying, you know, trying to get compensation or, or, you know, you owe me this. They just want to be recognized that they have the same rights as everybody else, including the police, and that they've been, you know, as a family, as a group, they have been disenfranchised. Um, and we had really good conversations and they were very supportive of the libertarian um, party and candidacies. I know that they had been, um, or some the ones, some of who I've talked to had been, you know, previously they, they were Bernie Sanders supporters. By that time, Bernie was, had been disenfranchised by the Democrats for the third time. Um, and, and they were, they were all in on, on uh, the Jorgensen Cone campaign. Right. And and they they gave an endorsement. They endorsed the five congressional candidates. And when um, Spike kicked off his VP tour, um, Cincinnati was the was the first spot. And, and I remember Blondie came down from Columbus, and he he spoke. And uh, they were in attendance when when uh, Joe Jorgensen was up in Columbus, and and uh, they they came down to Cincinnati for the election watch. Uh, you know, dinner that we had in Cincinnati as we were, you know, watching me set the record in the first district of Ohio for the third party getting garnering like 3.6 or 3.7% of the vote, something like that. Right. Um, but yeah, no, and, and, and we kept in touch and it was actually the same week that I volunteered um, to be the political director that they called up and said, we would, we would, uh, you know, we would appreciate um you standing with us at on accountability now ohio because they they understand libertarian philosophy on this particular subject and and what it means to us and and um, and, and that goes back to what i was saying like even though you may not agree 100 percent on something with these people the fact that you agree with them on this work with them on this they, like yeah, you said, they start to understand the libertarian philosophy on this principle. They can start to relate it to other things. And we we had 
um, you know, someone out of that, out of the de-escalate Ohio Now organization put their hand up to run as a libertarian for Columbus City Council. Um, so, which, which is great, you know, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled to be a part of it and, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very happy, um, spending, spending time on this and, and spending time with them because I think it's, it's, uh, a worthwhile topic and they are, they are good people to, to, um, you know, to be working with on, on right. this and, and hopefully other issues. I know that they're, that some of them are working on, uh, on cash bail. And as, as libertarians in Ohio, we've got, a, in addition to this, um, a bunch of, a bunch of other issues. We've got some people working on ranked choice voting. Uh, we've been contacted by people who want to eliminate capital punishment here, repeal the capital punishment. So I think, I think there's a lot that, that, here in Florida, the capital punishment one's going to be real difficult to get through. I think a lot of people agree with it, but I don't know if it's enough to win. I don't know yeah. if it's enough to get that one switched. Not yet. Um, so real quick, uh, Elizabeth Cokeyard said, uh, I will definitely make another trip to help collect signatures. Just tell me when and where. And, Thanks, uh, and she also yeah. said uh, earlier... I wanted to wait to bring this up, but she said that uh, you were trying to get the record for how many libertarians fit in your car. We did pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I have a big car. Um, we, uh, I don't remember how many we, we got in. Um, we had, and we had some, uh, I, I'm trying to think if we had some Hawaiian shirts with long guns who got in the car too, but we had, we had a, we had a, we had a bunch. Um, who were who were at the rally yeah yeah so um i understand uh switching gears completely uh i understand that yeah. you guys have an event going on this weekend we do we have so we are in an off year as far as we don't have a convention but we do have a uh, a statewide conference okay uh it is a a weekend event um starting tomorrow um spike is the actually kicking off as a keynote speaker for dinner um and we and it's it's a bunch of workshops um of issues such as how to build county parties how to write press releases um giving give folks some tools to help expand the message of liberty uh, in ohio in addition to uh spike i know we've got evan mcmahon from Indiana. Right. He's the state chair of Indiana. He's coming in. Um, Ken Molman, who uh, lives right across the river in Kentucky. Yeah, I was right going to say he's Kentucky. I know he's got to be close to you. Yeah, he, I mean he's closer to me than Columbus is um, where I am. But he, you know, he he spends a lot of time here. He's he managed the uh, the last gubernatorial race, Travis Irvine. Um, so he he'll be a speaker. They'll have a panel, and uh, there'll be some fun events. And uh, after that concludes around noon, um, the folks from Deescalate Ohio now are having a, a money raising rally. They are are trying to go to an event in Washington D.C. on August twenty eighth uh, called "End Police Brutality in the Impacted Families March and Rally," and. Uh, the Libertarian Party of Ohio. We're going to have a table there, and Spike and I will be uh, speakers at the at at the park during the day. It's a about a three hour event. 
after. Very so, cool. Yep. Very yep. cool. Um, well, so uh, again, thank you so much for coming on. Before I let you go, I have one question. Um, we we touched on it earlier that uh, your goal is to reach freedom in our lifetime and to see the election of a libertarian president. The reason why you want to see a libertarian president is one of the greatest reasons I have ever read. <laughs> um, so why is it that you want to see a libertarian president in our lifetime? Um, because I would like to be appointed to the position, and I'm not sure what... I don't know which position, position this would be either. But I, I just want to be the guy who gets to call the ICE officers into the auditorium and say, folks, thanks for your service. You can go home now. now no, no, it's no longer required. Now, wouldn't, and, wouldn't that just... Theoretically, couldn't that just be the president that gets to do that? Um... If he was a, a tyrannical dictator, maybe you'd think that he'd want to spread some of that authority around. But you but said, yeah, but, I think the, but the president would. Say, I think the president could do that. I would think. I don't know. Homeland Security. I don't. I don't even know where who they report to. I'm, I think they're probably somewhere in Homeland Security. But there's you know either Homeland Security a, or the somewhere justice there's a bureaucrat who's got an office with a window that they don't really need. Who can make <laughs> that happen? And I would. I'd be very happy to occupy that office for a couple hours. Right. And make that happen. Yep. You become the Secretary of Homeland Security, so that way you can go, okay, let me get all of the ICE officers. Thank you. Thank you so yep. much for your service. You may leave. Yep. Yep. You may leave. Your it is over. Papers will be at the table on the way out the uh, West exit door. It's yep. sorted alphabetically. You're going to need to show proof <laughs> that you worked here. You're going to have to show proof that you worked here. You may get questioned on it. Uh, so make yeah. sure you have backup proof that you worked here. And uh, if you can't prove it, we have a holding cell until you can. Um, yep. And you might recognize them. <laughs> <laughs> Some people call them cages. Other call them. Yes. Other people call them uh, offsite facilities. Whichever one suits you. Um, but Kevin, thank you so much for coming on, man. I, I really appreciate yeah, thank, it. Thank you again for having me, man. No, I, I uh, I, I really this this is like a, a highlight to be on muddied waters. I, I'm I re, I'm really appreciative. Thank you. Well, no, thank you. Uh, and it's it's great to have you on. Um, and any any time that you want to come back on muddied waters, just let us know. We we have five shows a week, so we can definitely find somewhere that you can go on uh, without much of an issue. And uh, we would love to have you back on somewhere sometime in the future. Um, and I look forward to seeing what accountability now. Uh, does in the future because I I hope to see uh, I hope to see that it gets on the ballot in Ohio I hope to see that it gets on ballots all across America yeah. um, but I it, it's 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 still kicking around Congress but they're they are you know the the old Amash bill's been reintroduced um, and they're they're just not gonna you know despite what they talk about wanting to fix the criminal justice system. They are they are not going to act on it. Right. They just don't. And so and that's we've one. Got of the, to, we've got to do it locally. Yep. And that's one of the things. Uh, real quick before I let you go, because this is how we do this. Um, that's one of the things. They're like, we need to fix the criminal justice system, but they're never going to. It's like right. Democrats will continually talk about banning guns, and they might like 
chip away at it here and there to say, look, we're doing something. It's, you know, we're making a difference. But I don't think they would ever fully do it because what would they have to talk about? And Republicans with abortion, if Republicans got rid of abortion, they would lose that entire plank. So the same thing with police reform for both sides. They talk about it a lot, but nobody does anything because they continually talk about needing it. And it's one of those planks that they're like, we need to do this. But we can't really do it because then we won't have anything. It's a good to money raiser. It, it's a fantastic money. money raiser. Yep. It is fundraising for their campaigns every two to four years. Yep. It sure is. Um, but again, thank you so much. Um, it's accountabilitynowohio.com. Yep, it, that's it. Accountabilitynowohio.com. Everybody go to the website. Um, Kevin Kahn, thank you so much. I will talk to you again very soon, I am certain. Um, I'm going to close the show out if you want to hang out for a few minutes. If not, cool. Okay, I'll talk thanks, to you Matt. All right. Yep, I will. All right. Thank you all so much for tuning in. I definitely appreciate the time. I am very sorry for whatever the technical issues were throughout this episode. Um, I don't know what it is for the first time in forever on my side. Everything looked like it was working perfectly. Uh, so I don't know what was going wrong and I'm going to have to, uh, check on all the different settings and all of the different, uh, apps. So I apologize. Um, tomorrow night, tune in for a very special episode of Cajun and Eskimo from Bayous to Igloos, where instead of Cajun and Eskimo, it's going to be the battle of the beards with Cajun, with the Cajun libertarian going head to head with Mr. America, the bearded truth. Tomorrow night at a 9.30, 9.30. I don't know what time they're doing the show tomorrow because Eskimo's not on it. So uh, we will find out together what time that show is going to be. Plus, they are doing a fundraiser, um, and they are auctioning off the Cajun Libertarian hat. And the proceeds of that fundraiser are going to a very good cause. Um, and speaking of that, to anybody who watched the Tuesday
Hey, 